And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. I'm Hello, British Columbia from Fort St. John to Victoria and all the cities in between. We're back in the studio in Vancouver after a quick road trip into the uh, North Okanagan with stops at Mission Hill. And the View Winery last week, Casey, you made it uh, back, I up did. and back. Yes, I did. And you're, yes. the, you're the brave flyer. I was driving. How did that go? Uh, well, it snowed. <laughs> That's oh, how it went. Really? Yeah, we drove home with the snow at the top of uh, both the passes, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, not really scary, but I uh, thought, wow, winter's around the corner. Uh, and now that I'm back, it's only two weeks to Thanksgiving, uh, but I'm leaving right away uh, after this show, and I'm going back up to the Okanagan, Casey, for the, the 20th anniversary of the National Wine Awards. Uh, and this year we have finally, you know, David Lorson and I have been running the awards for 20 years, We've set a record with 2,100 entries of Canadian wines. It's just fantastic, the response to it. So your tasters? We'll taste 2,100 wines in the next uh, seven or eight days in the Okanagan, and then the results will be out uh, a couple weeks after that. Uh, it's going to be big. And, and people want to know how you do that, Tony, how you, yeah, how you can taste that many I wines. Have, I have no idea how I do it. Oh, well, they don't taste very many wines a day. We have a lot of panels, and, uh, you know, it's run really well that way, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, what I do like is, and, uh, is that uh, at the Nationals, of course, we win awards around the world, but often we're competing against 20 or 30 wines. Uh, like the Pinot Noir, we're going to talk about Pinot Noir today on the show with Jack Kemp, and uh, we're going to have 190 Pinot Noirs in the competition. So if you come out on top in that, you are the best in the country. So we look forward to all that. And how long ago, when you started, how many wines were in the awards? About 550 we started in Toronto. We knew nothing. That was, you know, that was the awards at the, uh, where were we at the, the big hotel in downtown Toronto? Royal York? The Royal York. We got the room for free, and they charged us about 15000 for the food, so it didn't work out so well. We oh lost boy. a pile of money. Uh, okay, on the show today, Casey, we're going to talk to Daniel Bibby. He's the general manager of Spirit Ridge, the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Uh, you know what's going on in the fall and winter up there. Well, I know a lot of folks come from the prairies. Many farmers go up and stay there for the whole winter, which Yeah, is wonderful. And uh, Val Tate joins us from Gold Hill Winery. She's got some uh, big news about uh, predators in the vineyard. Bears, Tony. You, yeah. you should get some pointers from her because you've got them on the North Shore. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of predators, uh, just past Predator Ridge, we're going to make a stop at the North Okanagan Sparkling Hill Resort and Spa and catch up with Tyler Patrick. He's the restaurant manager. Casey, they're they're going Austrian. Yes, they are. And <laughs> I want to go to the Serenity Room. <laughs> Where you can't talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, but coming up next, we head to the Naramata bench to speak with winemaker Jack Kemp of Therapy Vineyards. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Pinot Noir. We're going to talk about the harvest. Uh, and we're going to talk about well, how the rest of the world looks at us uh, as a Pinot Noir producer. So all that and more coming up next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. 
Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Bold. Award-winning. Discover Gold. Our tasting room at Gold Hill Winery is open and ready to welcome everyone. Come explore our beautiful vineyard and reserve your unique and personal tasting of our exclusive small lot favorites. We can't wait to see you again and share our passion. Discover Gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Whether it's in the tasting room or outside on the spacious rooftop patio with a gorgeous view of Okanagan Lake, the Therapy Vineyard Tasting Experience is one of a kind. The tasting room is open daily, reservations required for groups of six or more. Need a little long-distance therapy? Sign up for their fully customizable wine club with 15% off therapy wine, 20% off select rates at the inn, discounted shipping, and more. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com. Red Rooster Winery invites you to visit for a sensory journey from grape to glass. Take in the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountain views from their cozy estate on the Naramata bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their award-winning 2020 Viognier, the perfect companion while you take in the views. Seated tastings are offered seven days a week from 11 to 5 this fall. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Find out more at redroosterwinery.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, I'm Tony Gismondi. And I'm Casey Wilson. Our first guest is the very talented Jack Kemp. She's the winemaker at Therapy Vineyards on the Naramata bench. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, thank you. You've got us right in the middle of harvest, so it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, uh, and harvest seems to be full on now, maybe even a little earlier than normal. Where are you in the in the process? We're actually, we're getting close to being almost 50% in now. Uh, we were quite early with our sparkling grapes coming in, and, and now we've just been on a little bit of a hold because we've had a bit of rain, but it all comes in this, pretty much this week, uh, the whites, and then in another few weeks, the reds. So the Pinot Noir is still to be picked, and I, I thought we uh, we would start with that today. I really want to talk about Pinot Noir and its growth and development in BC. I know that you've done a lot of work at Therapy. Uh, you came to BC, I, I think, uh, to make Pinot Noir. Well, where are you at at Therapy now? That's correct. It's uh, for this area. It's a perfect variety to be growing, and for us, our Pinot Noir actually comes in tomorrow. 
Um, so it's really good timing, the interview. Uh, this year it's a little bit different. We've got amazing amounts of tiny berries coming in, so the concentration of the fruit is going to be amazing. Um, I'm pretty excited actually to see this sort of fruit coming in. A little bit tricky because obviously the, the volume of, of the fruit, there's not as much as, as we're hoping, but the quality mm -hmm. for sure is, is definitely there. So and why does that make it tricky? It makes it tricky because you have to pay your bills at some stage. Oh, I see. Okay, I can relate oh, to that. Do winemakers <laughs> worry about that? <laughs> Not when you see little berries like that. What's coming in tomorrow? But yeah, in the so, back of my head, I do. Yeah, little berries mean less juice and, of course, less wine. But what does it mean for winemaking? How does that affect you know when you've got skins and less juice? What what sort of adjustments will you have to make this year? Well, we have to be really careful, obviously, with uh, more so the, the fermentation temperature than what we normally would. Because we've got so much uh, concentration there of, of tannins or potential tannins, mm -hmm. we don't want our ferments to get too hot. So what we'll, you'll see me doing in particular this year, instead of using yeast and adding yeast from a packet, um, which tend to have a higher fermentation temperature, I'll be making sure that we'll be going through what's called a natural fermentation where the yeast in our environment gets our fermentation going and that tends to do that at a much lower temperature. So we'll still get the flavours and hopefully not too much extraction coming through. Jack, how did the vines survive the heat wave? Oh, they definitely, uh, they definitely, what they went into a, a bit of a hold pattern there, and and really protected themselves as far as making sure that they didn't lose their internal systems. So what what we saw here is that a lot of our our volumes or our crop loads have been reduced uh, substantially. Um, the number of bunches and the number of of berries on the bunches is the same as what we normally see, but the size of the barriers as a result is is absolutely tiny. So. Uh, we've got a very small crop coming into the region this year, which is, which is, it can be tough when the industry is expanding. But you know, it's it's only it's great for the wineries because our quality is amazing. But it is a little tricky with the volumes. How would you how would you describe uh, Pinot Noir? Probably not fair to say British Columbia Pinot Noir, but maybe if you were talking to people in London or in 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 uh, Auckland or around the world, wine folks, how would you describe what's going on with Pinot Noir in British Columbia today? Well, I think the the big thing, and it'll be exciting for the focus to to head our way a little bit more on an international level, is that. You know, there's been a lot of work going on uh, in the valley viticulturally, especially in the last sort of 10, more so 10, 15 years than than there has been before, especially on, on Pinot Noir as, as a varietal. So what you're really starting to see now is, is that work coming through and the vines are around 10 to 15 years old, pulling out some, some pretty special soil characters. And yeah, I think that the biggest thing that I'd say to them is that our densities of our wines and our mid-palate weight is, is coming through now. So the wines are more sitting on a more international level and probably more of an interest to them now. So some pretty good, pretty good wines coming out, and I'm pretty proud of the region. Is yeah. it still called the Heartbreak Grape Pinot Noir? <laughs> no, it certainly is. <laughs> it is this year. It can, it can, yeah. <laughs> for, it's a Heartbreak Grape this year for financials, but... Uh, in the last few years, we've been really, 
working with different other things going on in the, the valley. We've had a lot of, of wasps come in some years and other bits and pieces going on in the vineyards with mould and mildews. So Pinot Noir is always one that will jump around and will we'll respond pretty quickly to you know challenging situations. So this year the challenge is really for, for the banks. It's a little tiny grape coming in, but for the winemakers you're, you're going to see some smiling faces. Our guest is Jack Kemp. She's the winemaker at uh, Therapy Vineyards. Jack, uh, you mentioned uh, picking a bit earlier for sparkling wine, which is a nice new project happening uh, <coughs> at your winery and at a, at a sister winery. What can you tell us about that crop? Well, that came in right on target, actually. We're pretty excited there. Again, for me, because it's it's our sparkling or our traditional method, uh, sparkling line, uh, yeah. the, the size of the crop, to us is is not so much of a an issue because the concentration and and the quality is what we're looking for anyway for that. So I'm very excited about those wines. They've got amazing acids, um, really really good some good textures coming through, especially off our clay areas. And yeah, they're they're sitting in the winery at the present, uh, going through fermentation just nicely. So I'm excited to show everyone those wines and. Our winery now, our sister winery, Silhouette Cellars, has now opened up at the wine district. So yeah. we've started pouring some wines last week. So and people can taste wines down there in, in uh, when they're in the South Okanagan as well. They can too. Two questions, Jack. Your favorite food matches for Pinot Noir, and what styles of Pinot Noir do you admire grown elsewhere in the world? So my favourite matches for Pinot Noir would probably be rabbit. I love it with rabbit or duck um, or ostrich, actually. I'm going to keep going on, on those sort of feral lines there. Um, really because it picks up the underlying tones of all the different layers that Pinot Noir has um, or what we're seeing at the moment coming off our wines as well as those, those different layers that get picked up nicely with those sort of feral meats, um, the wild game. And other places in the world I admire, well, there's, there's so many, my God, there's so many different uh, areas of the world. But I've, I've got to admit that, you know, New Zealand still steals my heart a little bit with Pinot Noir and its production and the way that they're focused um, in such a quick time to, to bring their wines up um, mm. onto an international stage. Is, is if you get a chance to taste some good old New Zealand Pinot Noirs, please do. Um, they, they're pretty amazing too. And some similar sort of flavors coming through. From the two, well, we, two we, areas from here. We sure love that you're here making Pinot Noir, uh, knowing what those standards are. Now, just before we let you go, of course, people can uh, stay at Therapy uh, Vineyards at the Inn, one of the best places to stay on the Naramata Bench. Fantastic uh, units there. You can check that out online. And, Jack, what about visitors through uh, Thanksgiving, etc.? You're still open f uh, for tastings? Yes, we're still open for tastings, and we're still going through, obviously, like everyone else, there's, there's restrictions going on here, yeah. just making sure that everyone has their masks. And, you know, we've still got a lot of outside areas here too. So um, we are definitely open and definitely following some, some pretty tight protocols here. But everyone's happy and healthy and, and really looking forward to people coming through for the, for the festive times coming up. So excited to show you guys some wines and come on over. We miss everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can't wait. When you hey, can. Jack, yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I know how busy you are, and uh, we wish you luck with the rest of the harvest, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. See you guys soon. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jack Kemp. She's a winemaker at Therapy Vineyards, uh, one of your favorite rooms, Casey, to yes, stay in. Yes, uh, sure is. But you, often you don't have a key to your door. <laughs> well, you don't need one in that place. Very safe. <laughs>
All right. Uh, Listen, today's shout-out goes to Victoria in the South Vancouver Island on CFAX 1070. We uh, we thank everyone there for listening each Saturday between 3 and 4. Up next, Sparkling Hill Resort for a chat with restaurant manager Tyler Patrick. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And this is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Invest in one of the fastest-growing real estate markets in Canada. Green Square Vert is a modern collection of condos and townhomes in the heart of Kelowna's vibrant Lower Mission. Offering thoughtfully designed one- to four-bedroom units starting as low as $399,000. Located just steps from Kelowna's best shopping, beaches, schools, and more. Rent your unit worry-free with access to top property management firms. For more info on Green Square Vert, visit greensquare.ca. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe and inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. There are so many ways to experience the wines of Black Hills Estate Winery in Oliver, B.C. this season. Whether it's a weekend getaway to wine country or some early holiday planning, check out all of our new releases. Wine club members can enjoy exclusive benefits, including VIP wine experiences and access to member-only wines like our rare Carmenere with delivery to your door with temperature-controlled shipping year-round. For details and to book a seated wine experience, visit blackhillswinery.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia, from Fort St. John to Victoria and all cities in between here on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're heading to Vernon, BC this uh, today to talk... Uh, about the North Okanagan and more specifically Sparkling Hill Resort and Spa, our guest is Tyler Patrick. He's the restaurant manager. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I must say I'm not much of an expert in spas, although uh, I, I think I could get used to going to spas. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't take much around here, that's for sure. <laughs> Tyler, Tony's never much. been to a spa. What? Yeah. No, so what? tell us what, you know, he's a newbie, so I don't know how you're going to get him in there, but what are you going to do once you 
have him part of the program. Well, first I'm going to tell him about the wines to get him out here. So start with a little bit of booze and get him here. But okay, uh, I'm yeah, right on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're uh, we're really known for our spa here in the wellness center. It's something we really believe strongly in, and everything from our massages, our pools, and everything out here just it's absolutely fantastic. And then you got the view to go along with it. So just the serenity is amazing. So it's a it's a great place to decompress, is what you're telling me. And in these days, I I, I think all of us need to decompress. Oh, for sure, for sure. And like you said, it's just that little getaway, just especially in these times right now, just to relax and just have that wellness and take care of yourself. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start with the, with the food. I know that you're in charge of uh, the restaurant. What, what are the eating uh, facilities there, and how, how does it lay out for people who are staying there? Yeah, so we have a couple of facilities. Right now, we're really known for our Peak Fine restaurant. Um, it's one of our flagships here. It's kind of a little more fine dining. Uh, and then we are actually moving into uh, our new farmhouse restaurant, which is opening up. It's actually oh. an authentic Austrian-Bavarian uh, restaurant that we're really, really proud of and have been working on. Uh, so that's going to be opening up here late October. And, uh, yeah, and fantastic. That, that's called Gurney's Farmhouse Restaurant. Who is Gurney? So that's after our uh, owner, Mr. Swarski. <laughs> yeah, his actual That's name is a- Gernots, and his friends used to call him Gurney, so it's it's after him. I see. Yeah. So when you say when you say Austrian Bavarian then themed, what 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 does that mean for people who may not know? Yeah, so it's going to be everything from dumplings and soups and sausages, uh, just that very very authentic. Um, our general manager and owner are from there as well, so they're putting their own spin on it. I know Chef's been uh, doing some practicing and tastings and all that kind of fun stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very, very authentic because the barn was actually flown over from Austria and rebuilt here. I had oh, one wow. of my, yeah, I had one of my supervisors from Austria walk down there, and he goes, "Tyler, I feel like I'm home." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Waylon <Yeah>. snows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about? So let's talk a bit about the wines that are going to go with this Austrian Bavarian. Are you going to match them up with BC wines, or how will it work? Yeah, so we've had some of our local partners like Summerhill. Um, we've been really, really focusing on uh, supporting local. Uh, yeah. I know I've changed a lot. We're one of the only places with over 105 local BC wines, which is amazing. Fantastic. And we've been, uh, you know, experimenting with some Austrian grapes, um, some Schwiegelts and uh, stuff like that. So we've got a couple couple of things around the corner lined up for sure. Yeah, well, Gruner Veltliner is doing pretty well in BC. That might be a good variety to have as well. You read my mind. I've got a couple bottles here that we're going to taste test to go down there. And yeah. you've got a sustainable fish program. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we've got a couple of different uh, things that Chef's doing. Uh, again, we have over 150 local ingredients on our summer menu. Uh, as Chef was saying today, like when you drive from Vancouver down the Coquihalla, uh, you pass the duck farm, you pass the artichoke farm, you pass the cherry farm, uh, which is absolutely fantastic there. And then also with the Sustainable Fish Program, uh, we get uh, uh, IQF that are salmon that are sustainable brought in and then chef you know smokes them in house i just saw him flaying a giant halibut the other day uh, again just supporting local and the fisheries and everything around here well it's uh i think it's a great place for people who don't know where it is maybe you could explain to them exactly uh, where you are up uh, uh can, can i say in almost in vernon yeah so it's just on the outskirts of vernon and then it's just up Commonage Road, right through Predator Ridge, and it's literally on the hill. If you drive past that night, you can see the big spotlights. Uh, you can't miss it. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. So I'm, I'm thinking that now with the, all the expansion in Lake Country that your guests can also cycle off or drive off to nearby wineries in Cars Landing and down in that area. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. Like some of our partners I was mentioning, you know, Summerhill is just around the corner. Uh, 50th yeah. Parallel has a fantastic patio. Uh, you got Mission Hill, O'Rourke's. Uh, again, just, you know, those partners that were really, really, again, just supporting local. And, you know, when they come stay with us, you know, we want them to enjoy that dinner and peak find, but then also to go and explore wine country. You know, we have the beautiful Okanagan Valley. It's like you want to go and explore. Sure. And you've got 40,000 square feet at your spa. And it's not just a spa where you, you know, jump into the cold water and the hot water, that type of thing, but you also have a clinic. Yeah, so we got all kinds of different programs, um, physiotherapy. Uh, we've got a Dr. Strauss, is one of our on-site doctors that comes in and does uh, Be the Best You programs, which is a really, really good one. Uh, it's a week-long program, but it helps, you know, walk you through the diets that you want, um, helps with mental abilities and stress and everything. Um, there's a handful of different programs. You know, we do have our three different pools, our affinity pool, our indoor pool. We have our connect pool. Uh, we've got our yoga studio. The favorite room of mine is called the Serenity Room. Uh, there's no talking allowed in there, and it just it's absolutely encompassing when you get in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our guest is Tyler Patrick. He's the restaurant manager at Sparkling Hill uh, Restaurant and Spa. And I want to take Casey Wilson into that <laughs> room, that room immediately. <laughs> no talking. I can't believe it. That's oh, fantastic. Tony. Oh, you know, I'm kidding. Uh, well, th- the other thing that's that interests me about spas is is, uh, is just. Uh, all the activities that are going on, of course, now we have COVID. We don't like talking about it, but how has that impacted you, or are you able to manage all that through this uh, pandemic? Yeah, so it has obviously impacted us a little bit. I know with the passports and everything rolling out um, has still helped us out quite a bit. We have still been very, very busy. You know, we manage uh, great social distancing, uh, sanitizing, masks in the resort, and, you know, the pools we have a cap on is 50 people, so it's always nice and spread out. Um, so we've done a really good job. It hasn't hit us as hard as we thought, and it's been really good. And a lot of people are taking advantage of coming here to get away. You know, like you said, it's been tough, and we have those centers, those wellness treatments. Uh, we have the, you know, the great food and beverage. So we, we like to see those guests here and then seeing them smile, and, you know, just everybody wants to kind of get out and get away. So, Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the other question we get is, is will you be open uh, through the, you know, through Thanksgiving on through to Christmas? Like you're open all the time. How can, how, how can people get uh get involved in traveling up there in the fall and the winter yeah so we are pretty much we are quite booked coming up into this next winter season but uh, you can always call our reservations line Uh, you can reach out to us on our social media outlets Uh, you can always call the resort directly as well Um, and then we like i said we are booking into uh, all the way into next year already i know we're starting to plan next year Uh, chef and i are talking about valentine's day Uh, we have some exciting exciting stuff coming here for new year's eve uh, we're okay. planning on doing, yeah, like an around-the-world trip, so each area is going to be a different destination because, you know, people didn't get a chance to travel much this year, so we want to make us feel like they've kind of around-the-world kind of travel. And yeah. if you, when you talk about sparkling, tell mm-hmm. us about the ceiling at Sparkling Hill Resort. The huh. ceiling. So we have over 3.5 million crystals throughout the resort. Uh, we've got all kinds of different chandeliers. Um, some of our banquet halls are in the shapes of uh, maple leaves. The one in the dining room is actually in the shape of Lake Okanagan. So I always recommend when you come to look up and take a peek. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I, you know, I can tell you that the, I was, I had an experience there many years ago that I can share with you. I, I got to the front desk and checked in and everything was great. And then they, they said to me, you know, Mr. Gismondi, the, uh, the night spa opens at seven. And I said, oh, that'll be great. And they, then they said, the clothing is optional. And I said, <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that yet, but that was, yeah, European hour it was from nine o'clock till 10 oh o'clock. Is what we call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I European like how that's hour. the one thing you remembered. I love it. I uh, well, I'm so European, you know. When you yeah. see me, you'd you'd understand. And <laughs> thanks for the warning, Tyler. I'll, I'll make sure I'm not there at that time if Tony's you can be going in. The, in. You can yeah, be in the say, quiet room. Yeah, you and I can go hang out in the serenity room with peacefulness away from that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just before we let you go, very quickly. So we didn't talk much about uh, ciders and beers. They're very hot. Is that part of the program now up there? Yeah, and again, that was something I really brought on this summer. Um, it was, I believe, like I said, really uh, supporting local. And there's so many good, you know, cideries and breweries around here, some new ones popping up. Uh, and then we actually opened our terrace restaurant um, with some of the COVID restrictions. We had this beautiful overlooking terrace. And yeah. uh, one of the companies, too, was like Shoreline Beer. I'm like, you're literally staring at the shoreline from the lake. So they're a great company that we paired with. And I'm more of a cider beer kind of guy in the summer. But, yeah, some yeah. great things going on. And we're going to continue that into the winter. Well, Tyler, uh, thanks so much for informing us today about Sparkling Hill Resort Spa, which is open year-round. And, folks, uh, if you need a place for a little serenity and some quiet and some wellness, that's the place to head. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Great. Tyler Patrick, he was the restaurant manager at Sparkling Hill Resort and Spa. For more information on staying at Sparkling Hills, you can email them directly at reservations at sparklinghill.com. Up next... Our friend Val Tate, winemaker, Gold Hill Winery, and general manager will join us. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And you're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. It's a new normal. My husband and I want to get away. Need something to look forward to. So we decided to book a weekend away at a European wellness resort right here in BC. Plan an escape without leaving the province at Sparkling Hill Resort. Overlooking the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Relax and focus on your health and wellness at this luxury resort. Check out the immersive wellness packages available and learn more about this undiscovered gem today at sparklinghill.com. Experience award-winning wines and a pastoral view of the Oliver Valley from the covered patio at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 to 6. Why not book a black glass blind tasting or add a charcuterie plate to your tasting? For exclusive VIP experiences, join the Crush Club. Membership includes regular wine shipments, 15% off purchases, early access to new releases, and admission to the Wine Club Lounge. Don't forget, Miradoro Restaurant is also open daily for indoor and outdoor dining. Visit tinhorn.com. 
Clos du Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos du Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodusoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. The world I love, the tears I've dropped to be part of the wave can't stop. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is Val Tate. Uh, there's a lot of women making wine in British Columbia, Casey. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, yes, she's I a winemaker. She's also a general manager. She's working at Gold Hill Winery. And we've caught her uh, halfway between vineyards today because she's in the middle of harvest. Val, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Uh, it's great to catch up with you in such a busy time. Uh, is it, are you stressed out or are you just, do you just get into a mode and get going? Yeah, you know, I'm not stressed out. I love harvest, but it's definitely a lot going on. Like, it's pretty dynamic, and, um, you know, it's just uh, you get pulled in a lot of different directions just because, um, you know, you're trying to get the fruit in and dealing with, right now we're dealing with bears and birds, which <laughs> are uh, kind of attacking the fruit. So it's a bit of a race. Like, are we going to get to the fruit before the bear eats all of it? So. That's that causes me a little stress, but I actually really enjoy harvest. It's a very dynamic and fun time, and lots going on. So the bears is, is that related to the heat dome? Uh, to, to, I'm hearing problems about that kind of fruit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the heat hit right in June when a lot of uh, wild fruit would have been set or, or wild food sources. And so for wild animals, it's actually incredibly challenging for them, in particular in the Okanagan, because it's not, uh, you know, there's not a lot of moisture anyway. But June is our wettest month, and yeah. it was very, very dry. So there's incredible pressure, and especially with bears, like apparently they need up to 50,000 calories a day. So they're eating <laughs> machines right now. And it's funny because they they like the fruit to be perfectly ripe, just like we do. So the, yeah. they're, But they're hungry this year, so they're picking at it a little early. So, uh, yeah, I was just at a Peachland vineyard right now where, you know, they were really starting to put a dent in our fruit. And it's a light fruit year this year, too, which is really interesting. So yeah. we need every, like, pound we can get. So what can you do about that? Or what do you do about it? Uh, well, in one vineyard, we successfully installed an electric fence. But, um, yeah, we just didn't anticipate the pressure we were going to have from bears, although it makes total sense now in hindsight. But um, the other vineyards, we're going to work on getting them better protected for next year. But, um, yeah, it's they're just incredible how much damage they can do. And, you know, if the, if you have anything that touches that electric fence, it renders it useless. So it's a kind of a short-term solution. But, yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, our maybe guest we need is to Val- plant some food for them. Yeah, maybe. Our guest is Val Tate, winemaker and GM at Gold Hill Winery. Val, I thought we'd talk today because we haven't really had much of a chance with others. Talk about Cabernet Franc, and uh, it's on the rise in a big way in B.C. Uh, You've got three different vineyards, I believe, in the South Okanagan. What's special about this variety? Oh, I just think it's such a beautiful variety that expresses so well in the South Okanagan. And you get this um, really interesting, um, more of a medium-bodied wine, so it's very Mm -hmm. versatile. It's definitely a style that suits food, in particular the style that we're making at Gold Hill. But it's uh, beautifully expressed in the South Okanagan, and I feel that we can create a signature expression that stands out globally in the world. And, you know, our, our winery, amongst other wineries in the South Okanagan, are producing Cabernet Francs, and I, I feel like over time, if we could get that wine out into the world and get people, you know, enjoying it and trying it, it's an yeah. unusual variety that's normally blended away, and, and very rarely is it tasted on its own, and, you know, I just feel like it's very exciting, the potential of this variety, so yeah, I, we're focusing I, on it more and more. Yeah, I, lo- I love Cab Franc in it. I don't know, for the average consumer, would we say it's a little richer than Merlot, but not as big and hard as Cabernet Sauvignon, or does it fit in that sort of field? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for us in the South Okanagan, we get very ripe expression of Merlot, so it's a little bit warmer than, you know, when you head further north. And so the Merlot yeah. is actually quite can be quite heavy-bodied in the South Okanagan, especially in the um, South Oliver, Asoyas right. area. So Cabernet Franc's a, a little bit lighter expression, but you still get this really beautiful, rich expression of flavor. And we get out of those herbaceous notes, which Cabernet Franc yeah, is great. famous for, and into, yeah. And then we get like nice, dry, herbal, more savory, savory. notes. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the, quite delicious. That is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, that is the best. Uh, well, you've been at uh, Gold Hill now for a couple of years at least uh, in terms of getting your hands in there. What, how, what, what's the direction? Where are you headed now at, at Gold Hill? How do you see it rolling out in the next year or two there? Well, we're really focusing on more Cabernet Franc production and really tr- drilling down and, and making that the focus of our production. So predominantly we will be at Cab Franc House. Our production is small. We're only doing 3,000 cases of wine. And uh, most of our, we have quite a few vineyards. We have 105 acres of vineyard, but most of that fruit is sold to other wineries. So we are picking, you know, the eyes out of the box that are, uh, right now we have three vineyards that have Cab Franc. We're going to add a fourth one next year. And I'd like to just really explore and and, uh, see all the different expressions we can have with that variety from different vineyards and different vinification programs. So, Mm. That's going to be our focus. And, you know, myself and the family are really, really enjoy Cabernet Franc and really want to, you know, put all of our best efforts into that bridal. And Val, do you have any superstitions around harvest time? Do you wear certain clothing or eat certain foods? Uh, Yeah, I do. One very specific one, which I do every year, I get new wool socks. So I kind of look forward to it because it's like (laughs) I I get really nice wool socks. I'm very particular Uh, about my socks. And um, I usually try to drink um, uh, like a varietal that's coming in early. I try to drink that same wine in an older vintage or from somewhere else in the world. Like this year, I had a beautiful Sancerre. Uh, because Sav Blanc actually came in pretty early in uh, the end of August. So 
um, wow. just to kind of celebrate the first box and to keep me humble also. It's yeah. very important. <laughs> and there's a, the game. Um, everybody's dying to get up there, and I know that the there's an upcoming pig out event that's happening. Yeah, that's that's happening on Saturday on the twenty fifth. I think that's the date. Yeah, we're um, hosting. It's a it's a very fun time for people to come up because there's so much going on in the winery, and people can uh, see, you know, like the messiness and the fun part of um, making wine. And we're also hosting people with beautiful food, complimenting wines that are already in bottle and, uh, you know, gives people a sneak peek of what's coming up and how the vintage is going. So it's a great event. It's really limited in capacity because of restrictions. So if people haven't got their tickets, it's a great time to get out and get them now, although we're pretty close to getting sold out. Okay. Uh Val, you've been around for quite a while in the valley making wine. You've been you've pretty much made wine everywhere up the valley. What what's your take on the current status of the Okanagan and the Similkameen and where we're at maybe globally? Oh, I just feel like the quality of wines and um, the quality of fruit that's being produced. I guess more importantly, the quality of fruit that's being produced in vineyards is quite exciting, and uh, people are really putting a lot of resources and inputs into raising the quality and the production in cellars in each individual cellar. But I feel like we're really starting to get a name out there. I mean, our production is going to be limited. We're probably getting close to capping, you know, the production in BC. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, climate change might allow us to exploit more areas, but climate change is more about unpredictability rather than consistently getting warmer. So, I feel like we're capping out and everybody's focus now is maybe looking at their vineyards that are producing right now and fine tuning them or changing them over to varietals that express better, or do better on those sites. So I think we're going to go through a very exciting renaissance right now with a renewal in vineyards and looking towards getting more appropriate, uh, not only varieties, but clones and rootstock planted to different sites. Yeah. And, and of course, there's a lot of interest in organics and biodynamics too, which is kind of exciting. And Appalachians, too. Oh, yeah, Appalachians. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting because everybody's now drawing the focus into more detail within a site, organic and biodynamic. I mean, it's uh, here, it's very easy to be organic because we don't have a lot of pest pressure. We have really good conditions here that allow us to grow grapes disease-free relatively easily, and uh, there isn't really much insect pests to worry about um, at all. That might change if we have um, invasive pests that come into the valley. but And biodynamic, you know, it's such a beautiful, romantic way to manage grapes. And it just means you're being more attentive and focusing, Uh-oh. again, inward on a vineyard. Are you talking you about romance, romance and wine? Come yeah. on. What the <laughs> hell's going on here? That's unbelievable. Uh, Val, uh, great to catch up with you you talked about little pests uh, i would say bears are about as big a pest as you could have and i wish you luck uh, <laughs> yeah. beating them to the punch this year to get the grapes in <laughs> thank you i appreciate <laughs> it well hope to see you soon and in, enjoy uh you know this nice beautiful yeah. fall that we're having right now really thank great you. to catch up with you thanks for taking the time and pulling off the road to talk to us val tate she's the winemaker general <laughs> manager at gold hill winery and she's just in the middle of harvest. There's still plenty more to come up on the show. Next, we speak with Daniel Bibby. He's the general manager of Spirit Ridge in the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. And we'll talk about fall and winter getaways in a Soyuz wine country. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And this is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. 
There's more to come. This is the VC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Maipo Valley is a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Casual, modern dining. Exceptional Okanagan flavor. Introducing the most anticipated new eatery in the valley. 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyus. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to create an unforgettable dining experience for you. Utilizing fresh local ingredients. 15 Park Bistro's lakeside patio with its unmatched views of Lake Osuyus is now open. Indoor dining available as well. For reservations and more, including full takeout menu options, visit 15parkbistro.com. You know you want it, so come and get it. The Modest Butcher invites you to happy hour every day from 2 to 4 p.m. On the menu, beers, cocktails, wine by the glass or half liter, and don't forget about the new appies. Also making a comeback, Tommy and Tannen Tuesday. Get their tremendously sized tomahawk steak with all the fixins and a bottle of their tomahawk-worthy vino for $180. For more details and to book, visit modestbutcher.com. Come and get it. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines in our dining room or outdoor patio. Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. Gizmondionwine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark Gizmondionwine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at Gizmondionwine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gizmondionwine.com. Mondi on wine. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia. Welcome back to the show. Uh, our next guest is Daniel Bibby. If you couldn't tell by the music, he's the general manager at Spirit Ridge Resort in the Soyuz. Uh, one of our favorite places to stay. We're in the South Okanagan. Daniel, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Yeah. And if you couldn't tell by the music, Daniel is dressed in a suit. He <laughs> looks so <laughs> handsome. Yeah, he's impeccably dressed because he's, he is, he's because in the hotel he's a business. Professional. Yeah, not always easy when you're in the South Okanagan and it's 40 degrees. No, yeah. exactly. Well, earlier this summer, I think it was 46 or 47. I don't know. You made it through the heat dome. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you survived it. A pretty amazing summer. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the fall because it's a special time too. A lot of you know kids are back in school, and then there's a whole different kind of vibe in wine country and people that that the, does the crowd change or the demand. change? Yeah, absolutely. It's my favorite time of the year. It's harvest season. There's yes. so much going on. You can go down any back.
back road and, and just see all of the produce coming off of the, the trees, the vines, of course. We've got uh, Incomeep Cellars right on site at Spirit Ridge, so you can see uh, right out the back door the harvest and crush going on. It's, it's pretty amazing. And the temperatures are still fantastic. Yeah. Yes, they mm-hmm. are. Yeah, we like that. Uh, well, let's start. Uh, you, you've been there a while now, but now there's renovations have gone on as well. Can you tell us what's happening, how, how things are developing now at Spirit Ridge? Yeah, we became part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt uh, about four years ago. And, uh, and it's really begun a real transformation at the property, really uh, elevated to a world-class facility. Mm. We, uh, this past year, we renovated the lobby in our signature restaurant called The Bear, the Fish, the Root, and the Berry. Yep. It's a little bit of a, a mouthful, but it's... Yeah, we like it. It's, I but do it's, like it's it It's native. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, an amazing food. And our, we've got an amazing culinary team there that really, uh, really delivers. So we mm. wanted to make sure that the resort had the same look and feel as uh, what was being presented on the plates. and, and yeah. uh, so What does yeah. Unbound mean? What, what is the concept? Yeah, you know, the Unbound collection by Hyatt is really, um, it's all about experiential travel. It's all about, uh, you know, being part of a global network, but being very individualized and very customized. We, uh, are, we're proudly located on the traditional lands of the Swiss Indian Band. Mm-hmm. So our connection to First Nations is woven through the fabric of everything we do at the resort, including mm-hmm. our culinary uh, operation. We were in Oliver earlier this summer to open up the District Wine Village, and now you're connected to them, or you 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 can get from your hotel here to the village. You can. Uh, we work with uh, Vivid uh, Wine Tours uh, that are based right out of the District Wine Village, and uh, so it's a, about a 20-minute ride from Spirit Ridge uh, yeah. down there. We've got uh, shuttles departing twice a day, and uh, just a great experience, like being able to go down there, check out 13 yeah. different wineries and breweries. Yeah, we loved so the place. We thought it was just sensational. So a nice addition to the South Okanagan. Oh, it sure is. And it's open year-round, so yeah. it uh, really gives us an additional uh, amenity down here. Our guest is Daniel Bibby. He's the general manager of Spirit Ridge Resort uh, in Asoyas. And I think you really, when you talk about your property, it is hyper-local. It's about as local as it gets. Our menus are all based on, uh, our chef does a lot of foraging on the property. Um, We try to, all of our wines are selected from exclusively South Okanagan or Similkameen Valley, so all within a very, very short radius. And some specialty wines that uh, that you can't find on any liquor Mm -hmm. store shelves, so that we work really closely with small suppliers. You're 20 feet from a winery, too, and, and Kamip <laughs> yeah. on one side. You have the, the fantastic interpretive center, the desert uh, center beside you on the other side. Mm-hmm. Lots for people to do. They don't even have to leave the property. You, you never have to leave the property. We've got the cultural center. We've got a golf course. We've got a water sports down, a private beach down below. Uh, and Kamip Cellars does an amazing job mm-hmm. next door as well. And when you leave the property, you go to your boutique winery, Nighthawk Vineyards. <laughs> I'm a, I'm you don't a have enough farmer. to do, honestly. <laughs> yeah. What did your What did your son say when you oh. got into the? <laughs> he said, "Dad, this is the craziest midlife crisis I've ever heard of." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Opening but, up a vineyard. Well, you know, years later, he's actually our winemaker today. So is uh, he? Yeah, I think he saw. So it's the, not so crazy. Not so crazy after all. No. Yeah. Well, it's fun to create stuff, I think. Like, you, you create a lot of atmosphere for people at work every day, but to create your own wine, too, is a journey. And yeah, it, and it we... connects we you, I think, to the land. It, it really does. And, uh, you know, I, I, I jokingly say I'm a, I'm a farmer on the weekends, 
that's an amazing experience as well because everything, you know, your hands in the soil, everything's growing around you and the decisions you make in the vineyard really affect the quality of the wines. So, yes. you know, we, we, uh, we definitely feel that we're very connected to the land through the winery the, uh, and also the vineyard kitchen and patio we have on site. So. I've got another son who's a chef, so oh my so they're all kind of uh, working at this together. Oh wow! Well, you have a big dog chef over at your property too that we we admire a lot. It's Murray McDonald, correct? McDonald, yes. Who was who used to be at Fogo Island, didn't he, Casey? Wasn't he that did, like yes. a, the most famous place in Newfoundland? Yes, and, and I've been there, and I can say I've never been to quite a place like that anywhere in the world. You also yeah. at Spirit Ridge, you have a market. We do, yes. Um, we've got a great pastry chef as well. His name is Carl Sanchez, and he makes fresh pastries every morning. They're sold through the market. He does chocolate work. Uh, if you haven't tried any of the desserts on the, the Bear, the Fish, the Root, and the Berry uh, list, you have mm-hmm. to try them because, honestly, best uh, pastry selection in the Okanagan, in my opinion. So, so uh, y- obviously, you made it through COVID. Will, have you thought more about the winter now, or Canadian? Do you think they're going to stick around, or how, how, how do you think it's going to roll out this year? What are you planning? You know, uh, with my COVID crystal ball, I'm not sure. You know, uh, (laughs) it's been an interesting year and a half that we've all gone through. But, you know, what we really are seeing is that a lot of British Columbians are rediscovering what a great province we have and so many great uh, areas that that maybe they had forgotten about or or maybe had never discovered. Mm -hmm. So um, we certainly saw that this summer. It was was very busy. Lots of people kind of reconnecting again, getting outdoors and experiencing uh, all that the area has to offer. So... um, we're starting to see bookings coming in pretty strong right now for the fall season. So mm. it's uh, again, we look forward to welcoming everybody to the South Okanagan and to Spear Ridge. And there's mm. so many places to go. There's so many new restaurants that have opened up that are very <laughs> impressive. And a lot of people coming from Vancouver, a lot of chefs coming here because they like the hyper local. Yeah, produce and wines it's and it's a combination of the uh, the uh, hyper local as you said and and just the amazing wine industry that's that's growing so rapidly down in this area and such great quality uh, wineries around we, we couldn't get over the vibe over at district village but i think the south has a different vibe than than say the cologne area which i think you know a little bit about the cologne <laughs> area too but yeah. it's a it's a different place to have a holiday it, it is. I spent 10 years in Kelowna, and, you know, that's a, a, a wonderful community as well. Uh, yeah. But it is very different. The South Okanagan is, uh, it, you feel like you're really in the desert. And yes. then you, you know, it's it's about five degrees warmer in the South Okanagan than it is uh, up in Kelowna, typically. And uh, and just a different pace. I find it's a little bit more relaxing. It's a little bit less like a, a city environment. And there's just so much to explore and experience. Yeah. Uh, just some advice for travelers now. We we know you, you, you were busy in the summer. What about rezos and all that? How should people uh, get involved when they want to go on a vacation today besides just dropping by at the front door? <laughs> and do they need a reservation at the restaurant? You know, they, they really do. Uh, the restaurant has picked up uh, popularity at an incredible pace and so um, you know we, we always hate to disappoint people so yes. we, we would always rather people make a reservation so we can take good care of them uh, as far as the resort goes uh, again it's been, been really really busy so uh, it's always a good idea to make a reservation in advance if you can and you need yeah. a reservation at the pool <laughs> maybe not <laughs> Well, when you when you become a guest of Spirit Ridge, you get a special wristband which gets you through all the f- all the facilities around the resort. Okay, there you go. Great, uh, Daniel. Always great to catch up with you. Uh, and uh, well, we just love staying there whenever we have the opportunity. 
and so should you if you're listening. Uh, that is a place to check out. So much to do and to uh, immerse yourself into the culture. Uh, we didn't even mention the Similkameen, which is only over the hill on the other side. So there's many, many places for people to explore in that region. Thanks for joining us today on the show. My pleasure. Great Thanks to so see much, you. guys. You look uh, you. quite relaxed and refreshed. <laughs> yes, and, he uh, does. It's all that time out in the vineyard. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Daniel Bibby, he's running uh, the Spirit Ridge Resort. Uh, he's the GM down there, so you can look for him. Ask for him by the phone. He might even talk to you when you're there. Thanks for joining us on the show. My pleasure. That was Daniel Bibby, General Manager of Spirit Ridge Resort in Asoyus. And that's it for today's show, folks. I'm Anthony Gismondi with Casey Wilson. Have a great weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.